This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Ron Syrak covers the game of golf uh, for RonSyrak.com. Also contributes to LPGA.com and the Golf Channel. It is uh, always great to have Ron Syrak back on the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Ron? I'm doing great, John. It's uh, certainly this is the uh, to this point of the year. It's the least I've traveled since 1986. So it's a it's a strange it's a strange year. <laughs> uh, I have a huge amount of things to cover with you. A wide variety of stuff. Let's let's start with the PGA Tour being back. A couple of weeks now, three weeks into the four. How do you think it's gone? Well, I, I think it's gone. Uh, um, uh, it, it's it's gone well in the sense that that uh, there's certainly a um, a hunger out there for live sports on television, and people are watching that. Um, what's what the tour has found out is that having an impenetrable bubble is, I think, probably more difficult than they thought it was going to be. You know, their 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 idea was to create this bubble to go from the Colonial at Fort Worth to Hilton Head, uh, um, and to to um, have everybody on on chartered jets and keep but. But all you really need is one or two people to get outside the bubble, and then it's no longer uh, it's no longer sealed. And and they they found out that keeping the infection out is is um, uh, is, is they're doing the best they can. But it's but it but they can't be perfect with that. LPGA has not started yet, and I would have to assume they're watching the PGA Tour to see how all of this goes. And might they be getting a little nervous? Well, I think that uh, the LPGA's uh, nervousness is is uh, along different lines, and one is the LPGA, both as an organization and its players, have less of a financial safety net underneath them than PGA Tour players do. So, um, being away from the competition has more of an impact uh, on them. That said, uh, Commissioner Wan has been very, very. Um, uh, um, very impressive, I think, in the leadership role he's taken. The LPGA was one of the first sports organizations to begin to shut down. They, you know, they started the season, two events in Florida, two in Australia. Then they were going to go China, Thailand, Singapore. Uh, they canceled the China tournament on January 31st. They canceled Thailand and Singapore on February 2nd. And they began, because they are golf's global tour, they began to, to have that impact of overseas uh, shut down. Um, now, Here's here's the problem facing the LPGA going forward. Uh, they've got uh, um, after, they're starting back up end of July uh, with two events uh, in Toledo, one at Inverness, and then the uh, regularly scheduled marathon tournament the next week. Then they're supposed to go to Scotland for two tournaments: Scottish Open and Women's British at Troon. Um, the the tournament, the Avian Championship in France, has already been canceled. Um, further down the road, uh, the tournament, uh, the Canadian tournament's been canceled, and then there's another Asia swing in October. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of uncertainty in their future. What do you think happens? Uh, uh, you know, I, you, you, you sort of hope for the best. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, right now, um, right now, the two Scottish tournaments are are still on. You know, and uh, and uh, and uh, there's no. 
there, there's no uh, uh, travel restrictions on the on the players going in, um, and that you know that's another that's another challenge for the LPGA. Uh, about thirty percent, a little more than thirty percent of, of the the LPGA members uh, live outside the United States. So there are questions of can you get back to the United States? And what Commissioner Juan again has done very very uh, well is he's told the players he was going to give them you know, a month to 45 days notice when the resumption was going to happen so they could get in place. And if they had to self-quarantine for a couple of weeks, be able to do that. And he did that. He's given notice about the return uh, that last weekend in uh, in July in Toledo uh, so that uh, everybody will be ready. That, that first tournament, uh, there'll be 144 players uh, playing for a million dollars. Uh, at Inverness, and the next week in the marathon tournament, also in Toledo, there'll be 156 playing for $2 million. So uh, they, they hope to get back at it then, and it looks good right now. We're talking with uh, Ron Syrak here on the Augusta Golf Show. You were on this program years ago, I think maybe breaking the news about the Fox agreement to cover the USGA events, and now this week we get word that uh, Fox wants out of the deal, they're out of the deal, NBC is is back in what had you heard anything before this broke and and if not what did you think when you heard the news yeah um uh, i i i've been hearing stuff for for a long time now almost in the very very beginning yeah. and and in fact i'm sort of surprised that this didn't happen uh, uh sooner um i think covid 19 sped up the process because because the uh, the U.S. Open uh, now moving to September has been pushed up against um, um, football, and that's a, that's a problem uh, uh, for Fox. Um, but the simple fact is, um, uh, Fox was losing money on the deal, and uh, the USGA wasn't getting the the added value of the uh, the added exposure that they thought they were going to get um, um, by being the only golf property uh, for Fox. Um, and, and I think that was part of the problem. Uh, um, Fox got a whole lot better at doing golf, um, particularly tech, in, uh, technical-wise, uh, in the five years that they were doing the U.S. Open. But, but the simple fact is, it being their only golf property, they weren't getting enough reps for, the, for, their, for their broadcast team to, to uh, improve their chemistry the way uh, CBS and NBC does because they do so many PGA Tour events. And uh, um, uh, I, I think that for the USGA, one of the things that they realized is that when you're with NBC and you've got their partner with the Golf Channel, um, all those second-tier events are going to get much more coverage. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the boys and girls junior golf channel would cover them gavel to gavel, you know, and, and Fox, certainly not Fox and, and not even FS1 is going, was going to give it that sort of, um, um, that sort of exposure. So I, I think for both Fox and the USGA, this was a, is a win-win situation. Yeah. I, I get the sense, Ron. And do you get the sense that almost every party has, has breathed a sigh of relief? And happiness that this took place. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, I do. I mean, you know, uh, Fox was losing uh, a lot of. Money. I mean, look, they were paying uh, the numbers that I figured back when I did that story in 2013. Uh, it's about 93 million dollars a year over 12 years. Fox was paying, and 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 remember, you know, the context to put this in. Uh, the timing was perfect for the USGA when they negotiated this deal in in 2013 because. 
FS1 had just been created. Uh, NBC was creating an all-sports network. There were all these competitors coming in to take on ESPN, and there was a big rights fee battle going on uh, the, um, uh, over English Premier League soccer, over, over NASCAR, over um, Wimbledon tennis, over U.S. Open tennis. All those properties were like changing, uh, 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 changing outlets, and, 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 and the fees were going up and up and up. And, and the USGA looked at what the U.S. Tennis Association got for U.S. Open. Uh, they, were getting, they had signed an $850 million deal, and, and golf is saying, well, we're worth at least that, and they ended up with a $1.1 billion deal over, over 12 years. The timing was perfect for the negotiation financial-wise, but like many, many uh, broadcast outlets, Fox overpaid. Yeah. And, uh, and that became, uh, that became uh, a, a harsh re- reality very, very quickly. Before we run, I want to end on a happy subject. You, you, have, you have covered Michelle Wee since any of us ever heard of Michelle Wee. And, yeah. and now Michelle's a mom. Are, any truth to the rumor, you'll be the godfather. You know, I, I wrote this week that I don't know what amazes me more, that I've been covering Michelle Wee for 18 years or that she's now 30 years old and a mom. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's an amazing uh, it, it's been an amazing journey uh, to watch. And and uh, um, uh, I think she's at a really, really good point in her life right now. I think she's uh, I remember her telling me uh, about five years ago that the thing of which she's most satisfied, her greatest accomplishment is having earned a Stanford University degree. And to me, that told me a lot about her and where her priorities lie. And I think if you probably asked her right now, she'd say that, that her greatest accomplishment now is, is being a mom and that her second greatest accomplishment is having that Stanford degree. He is uh, Ron Syrak, covers the game on his website, ronsyrak.com, also lpga.com, contributor for the Golf Channel. Uh, thank you, as always, my friend, for taking the time to do this. We will catch up soon. Hopefully see you in November.